Hello, and welcome to another Forgotten Fantasy Podcast. Today, we will be seeing Tanshi and his inauguration into being the, the newest emperor. I hope you enjoy. Part 6, Chapter 1 These they are which come out of great tribulation, and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them. Revelations seven fourteen sixteen, Chapter 1 The shuttle banked over Hatui Mare. Tanchi stared out the window. The low pastel buildings of the city gleamed under the moons. Home. He returned in triumph. Murasaki's military had joined him, with only a few fleeing into the mountains for the region. She would be caught, eventually. Anne swirled once again into his mind, dressed then naked, freckled, red hair tousled her breasts. No, no, no jealous woman in his life. And what she had said, he had not caused his own troubles, untrue. In time he would forget her. She had probably moved on already, a beautiful woman like her. He sighed. He wanted her blood. So wrong. Esteemed Excellency, it's a cool night tonight, Ganji said. I have your cloak. He held up the Kuwan Jiaohao's black silk cape, the lining red instead of yellow. Tanchi stood up in the aisle, and the aide rested the cape on the shoulders of the traveling kimono, then fastened the top. Ganji gave Tanchi's perfect hair knot a final tuck. Maru and Herod and the officers waited at the front of the shuttle. Esteemed Excellency Kuwang Jiaohao, Maru said. Esteemed Kuwang, Chanchi smiled back. He moved ahead of them to the open door. A light mist swirled in front of him. People, both military and civilian, men and women, covered the tarmac right up to the terminal. They waited in silence on either side of a long carpet. At the other end of the runner, he saw Abbas Lachesis. Tanchi stepped onto the top of the stairs. The mist swirled around him. He straightened. Forever the Kuwang. His cloak lifted up and out, revealing the red lining. The Kuwang Jiaohao descended the stairs. The crowd kowtowed as one. He stopped at the beginning of the carpet and salaamed. Rise, my people, Tanchi said. The crowd rose with a great roar of greetings and hosannas. Tanchi burst into a grin, stepped up to the people closest to the carpet, and clutched their outstretched hands. Some cried. He strolled down the runner, grasping as many hands as he could. He recognized Sergeant Basher and stood for a moment with his hands clasped around his. I'll keep the throne clean, Tanchi said. That you will, esteemed Excellency. Emotion overcame Basher, and the sergeant could say nothing more. Tanchi squeezed his hands and moved on. The crowd silenced. A guard of honor lowered a palanquin containing Prince Andre's ashes from the shuttle. Military pallbearers started the long walk down the red carpet. Tanchi knelt and bowed his head in respect. The crowd followed. As the litter moved by, each person in the crowd salaamed. Tanchi touched his head, heart, and throat, then rose and followed his brother's ashes into the terminal. The clan heads, generals, military, religious, and elite, weren't the only citizens crowding the throne room. Painanyin took up three-quarters of the room, brushing up against those who had shunned them. Abbas Lachesis entered through the anteroom door, carrying the imperial crown. Tanchi and Maru paced behind her. 
All three stood at attention at the front, Lachesis in the middle, Tanchi to her left and Maru to her right. Rise, our people, Lachesis said to the kowtowing crowd. We are here today to return the imperial crown with its rights and privileges to its proper owner. She placed the crown on Maru's head. A murmur started among the Painonian. She quieted them with a look. Lachesis, esteemed Kuwong of our ancestors and our only Jiao Hao, we wish to abdicate, Maru said. It shall be done. Lachesis lifted the crown from his head and turned to Tanchi. Do you accept your crown, Tanchi Jiao Hao? I do. Tanchi knelt down on one knee. Lachesis placed the crown on his head. The room erupted in cheers. Tanchi rose, mounted the stairs, turned and sat down straight on the throne. He raised his right hand and the crowd fell silent. Our thanks to the gods for the privilege of serving my Painonian, my people. We will learn from them and listen to them. Now to business. Our first decree, no shunning. Painonian are no more. A gasp filled the hall and a cheer went up. Tanchi continued. Our paladin is General Anherod of the Clan Curran. Anherod stood to attention and bowed. Bring in the prisoners. The tables had turned. Reimer stood captive before Tanchi. Beside him stood a well-dressed vampire, a smuggler. The smuggler, shaking, fell into a kowtow. The imperial guards pushed Reimer to his knees. Tanchi asked, Did you supply Regent Murasaki with humans in exchange for Leto, the antistasis drug, and information damaging to Menendek? Reimer's voice shook. Defend me because you are just Lord, my God. Do not let them gloat over me. Do not let them say in their hearts, Aha! Just what we wanted. Do not let them say we have devoured that one. We can also quote your scripture, Tanchi said. Why do you glory in evil, you scandalous liar? All day long you plot destruction. Your tongue is like a sharpened razor, you skillful deceiver. You love evil rather than good. The devil quotes scripture for his own purpose, Reimer screeched. Indeed he does, Tanchi said. Take him away. We'll get nothing from him. Let him be a sacrifice to the exalted Lord Doragon. He gave Reimer a cold, thin smile. You're going to meet the Lord of the Underworld, the Great Punisher. God help me, help me. I was faithful and did your will, Reimer screamed as the guards dragged him out. That's doubtful, Tanchi said. He looked down at the kowtowing smuggler. I ask you the same. Did you supply Regent Murasaki with humans in exchange for Leto, the antistasis drug and information damaging to Menendek? Yes, smuggler said. His voice broke. The regent had my brother tortured and murdered when we wouldn't supply her. We feel for you, Tanchi said. Do you know where she is? No, esteemed Excellency. She will be found and punished. We cannot let you go free, but your life is spared. All your possessions go to the state. The soldiers led the smuggler away. He looked relieved. Next came a coffee ceremony. At the end, Tanchi presented his cup to a ragged woman. Gonji rushed up. I'm sorry, esteemed Excellency. I don't know how this person got in here. He glared at the Imperial Guard. A young Painon soldier stepped forward. Forgive me. She's my mother. He kowtowed. The woman stared at the floor. Please, esteemed Excellency, I am the head of the relatives of Painonian that live in the great castle of the Kuwong and Jiaohao. When soldiers are coming to evict us, the castle is broken and full of rubble, no place for one as esteemed as you. 
We know you need your home back, but we have no place to go. Tonchi turned to Lachesis. Regent's palace? Burned and looted, I'm afraid, Lachesis said. We hadn't thought of a permanent place to rest our head. We've slept in cells and caves. Let all those here feed, then we'll go and have a look at the situation. In the limousine heading to the great castle, Lachesis said to Tonchi, Now we are alone. I was surprised to see that Fresh Blood Woman wasn't with you when you came home. Her name is Anne, Tonchi said. Lachesis raised an eyebrow. Nasty breakup, Maru said. She accused me of causing my own misfortune, Tonchi said. Maybe she was right. Following my heart leads to disasters. Oh my, Lachesis said. It's not all about you, despite what you and Murasaki think. It's about greed and Leto. It still is. You know you still have many enemies among the royal clans. You didn't mention listening to Parliament in your acceptance. I trust no one, Tonchi stared at Lachesis. Not even you. So I noticed with no mention of the Jauhauni either, Lachesis said. Are Maru, you, and Parliament not people? Tonchi asked. Lachesis smiled. What kind of life would Anne have, being human and from such a different culture? Tonchi said. She thinks our formal ways are nonsense. Anne and I talked about that a lot, Maru said. I think she was a fresh gush of blood. You've done away with the pain onion. You emphasize listening to the people. I say that came directly from her. Abbess Lachesis, she doesn't even understand why some people are better than others. I got a hard lesson from her when I first got on the Demeter. No problem for me when I go into the military. You're going into the military, Tonchi said. I want to live the normal life of a young person. Try out a few things. No more shadow puppet, Maru said. Good for you, Lachesis said. I approve. Perhaps we could arrange for Rhymer to be your first kill, Tonchi said. Maru grinned and licked his lips. I'd like that. Are you inviting John and Anne Turberville to the interment of Prince Andre? Lachesis asked. I should, especially since John was his husband. Odd as that sounds to us, Tonchi said. And I promised John he could visit with his daughter. The baby's doing well with Lady Renata, starting to smile. When they get here, why not send Anne Turberville a present, Lachesis said. To make things right, not to start things up again, of course. Yes, yes. That would be a good thing, Tonchi said, without much enthusiasm. Lachessa settled back in her seat like a satisfied cat. Ah, looks like we've arrived at the castle. The Painanyin and their families rose at Tonchi's command, and their heads stepped forward. Welcome, esteemed excellency, she said. Please let us take you on a tour. Tiny fluorescent bats fluttered through the overground gardens. Weeds poked up through the flagstones of the first parade ground. Makeshift curtains covered the entrances leading to the underground levels of the castle. Ragged toddlers peeped shyly from behind them. Although there was much rubble and the statues of the gods and royal tokens had broken parts, the people kept the parade ground clear of garbage. They walked through a tunnel to the next courtyard. Instead of courtiers and lounging areas, tame rabbits, monkeys, and other food crowded the overgrown gardens. Tiny fluorescent bats still dipped and weaved among the remaining flowers and the smell of panja was strong in the air. Tanji fought back a wave of homesickness. Lachesis gently touched his arm. They all stepped down the stairs leading to the below-ground imperial apartments. The furniture was gone. Some of the warm bubble-glass wall lights remained unbroken. The squatters had turned the residence into a school. The children would like to sing for you, the head said. 
is a song they wrote themselves. Tanchi nodded. A choir dressed in their best clothes, some with ethnic headdresses, some in simple pants or kimono, shyly shuffled out into the empty middle of what used to be the chamber where his mother entertained her friends before the coup sent her to Zalabra. The children sang, Dear Kuwang, we love your home, the only place that we have known. We play where you played, we learn where you learned. Please bring us peace and dreams come true, and we'll return your home to you. Thank you, dear children, Tanchi said. They stared at him with the look he knew so well from the past. Faith, hope, and adoration undeserved. He sighed. There are rooms at the Abbey, Lachesis said. Then that's what we'll do, until we build a palace of our own. It's settled. Madame, your people can stay at the Kuwang's castle. The smuggler's money can help clean things up. Soldier, the Kuwang commands you and your unit to help these people. New work for the military. We need to talk about the treasury before you give away what little money you have, esteemed Excellency, Lachesis said. The office of the Kuwang controls all Lito exports, Tanchi said. As of our restoration, all treaties and contracts signed by the region are null and void. We'll soon have plenty of funds. The children cheered, and unknowing of protocol, crowded around him and hugged him. Tanchi remembered playing here with Andre and his Vershant cousins, all dead. He remembered his own dead children. Tanchi reached out to the tops of the children's heads and blessed them. Thank you for listening to Emperor Blood, Part 6, Chapter 1. And if you'd like to support this podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash forgottenfantasy and uh, become one of our subscribers in which you will get a digital copy of Emperor Blood and other benefits such as Q&A sessions. Our Twitter is at Brawny the Bard and... Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash forgotten fantasy. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye now, and good health.